the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show on 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm your host, Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. You can read our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com, and I strongly urge you to read our stuff. Uh, You will get news, information, and opinions that don't have the progressive lens that you are going to find everywhere else. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Lots going on today. The Ohio House is being called back to session early to consider a veto override of House Bill 68. Uh, Harvard president stepping down uh, because of racism. Of course, at least that's what the papers say. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost, who was on with us yesterday and said DeWine got it wrong on House Bill 68. And by the way, if you haven't been here while we've been kicking that horse, that's the bill aimed at stopping puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, gender mutilation surgeries. Yost talked about that yesterday, but today he released a report indicating uh, change in concealed carry law didn't drive violent crime in Ohio cities. Imagine that. You know, there's at some point in the next couple of weeks, because as I said yesterday, if you watched the ball drop uh, at midnight to ring in the new year, one of the things that you almost immediately saw after, you know, the gay couple kissing was uh, this montage of gun violence reports. So, you know, that's going to be a big push in, in 2024. So there's a really in-depth report on gun violence, um, which, by the way, you should never allow the liberal left to frame up the conversation. What is gun violence? Uh, but we'll talk about that at some point. But today we're going to hit Yost's report with respect to Ohio that the change in the concealed carry law, constitutional carry, didn't drive violent crime in Ohio. We'll address those things. And at 1135, we'll also be joined by U.S. Senate candidate Bernie Marino. He's a Republican, and I think he's going to let us know who is endorsing him this week. He's had some big endorsements, the biggest being the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. This week, he's going to announce, I think, two or three more. So you don't want to miss that. And then at 1222... Executive director of the largest grassroots conservative group in the country, the Faith and Freedom Coalition, will be with us. And I'm speaking of Tim Head. Tim will talk with us about Governor Mike DeWine's veto of House Bill 68. And I'll give you some reactions around the country next segment. 
uh, teeing up and getting ready for for that discussion. So I know that you're you're probably sad to learn um, that the president of Harvard, uh, Claudine Gay, resigned yesterday, and uh, the Associated Press, the, the most trustworthy news outlet in the country by far. Uh, headline, Harvard president's resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleges. Plagiarism. Did you know plagiarism was a weapon? Did you know that, Alan? Alan, by the way, is on the other side of the glass. He's keeping me online and, and on time. Alan Rogers, did you did you know that plagiarism was now a weapon wielded by conservatives? I'm surprised you didn't know that. I, I, come on, Jack. It, it's, it's Whiteness. <laughs> it's my whiteness. I... I I, I am so You're blinded by whiteness. <laughs> the racism is so baked in my DNA, Alan. I just Ugh. probably glossed over that. Uh, plagiarism is something that applies to uh, apparently only brown people now. So, um, <laughs> and then by the way, the lead reads the downfall of Harvard's president has elevated the threat of unearthing plagiarism a cardinal sin in academia as a possible new weapon in conservative attacks on higher education. There's so much there. So if you're not conservative, plagiarism in higher education is the norm. Okay. Well, look, somebody a lot smarter than me said, if, if I see further, it's because I stand on the shoulders of giants. Was that Newton? I think I remember that. I do have a liberal arts education, believe it or not. I know many of you think I'm a total blockhead. I chug water from a jug and, you know, used to lift weights and I'm white and I'm conservative. So that makes me a lunkhead, right? Um, what, what are they saying there, Alan? It, it, so if I, possible new weapon in conservative attacks on higher education is the unearthing of plagiarism. The cool phrase that was developed last year i think it was word salad Mm. put a bunch of words together that really shouldn't be put together Mm -hmm. and just spew them out like chat gpt okay yeah yeah so by the way before we before we go more into the weeds here because i have the official resignation letter from the harvard president now past president of harvard um, Who, by the way, still keeps her mo- almost million dollar year salary, something like that. Well, that's a cool gig if you can get it. Sign me up. I mean, dinners, right? Fundraisers, and you know the occasional congressional hearing where you you can put your um, anti semitism on full display. Uh, and by the way, if if you are learned, we talked about this. We're not experts, Alan, but the experts are helping us understand that this isn't plagiarism. Mm-hmm. This is um, common ideas. She, she had common ideas, and she she expressed them in a way that was hers. But I think when you read the definition of plagiarism, it says something about using other people's words as if they are your own. But nuance, right? We're not oh, the experts. We can yeah, get okay, it. Yeah, we, this is way beyond our pay grade. Way, I mean, way beyond. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way. Uh, at Jack Windsor is Twitter X now. Uh, 
X, the artist formerly known as Twitter, you can go there. There are two questions that you can answer digitally. Or if you want to pick up the phone and call in, 844-TALK-989 is the place you can do that. And I'd love for you to answer either or both of these questions or just empty what's in your mind about current goings on in the state of Ohio or this country or, heck, even the world since we have you know a couple of wars going on that uh, we are pulled into. So uh, first question is, pardon my whiteness, but I have to ask, did Claudine Gay use chat GPT to draft her resignation letter? Right now, we only have 32 votes. 93.8% of you say yes. 6.3% of you say no. And those numbers don't add up. Fuzzy math. 93.8 and 6.3. That's chat. That's it's chat. GPT, whatever that's called. So what do you <laughs> think, to... Alan? Did she, did she use chat GPT or? Yeah. Did she? XYZ. I don't know. I don't know. All right. You ready? Dear members of the Harvard community, I hope I can get through this. I have a dream without throwing up that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with, with its vicious racists and its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification one day right down in Alabama Little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. (laughs) Okay, obviously that wasn't her resignation letter, but it could have been. Might as well have been. Uh, Martin Luther uh, Luther King Jr., he he and I share a birthday. uh, True American hero. uh, True American hero. And uh, You or Martin Luther King? uh, Martin Luther King. Okay. okay. Martin Luther King Jr., I I am not a hero. I am a zero. I do not have expertise, which means that I cannot be in the press, though I am. Uh, It means that I cannot be an elected official like Governor Mike DeWine because I lack nuance. I lack understanding. I lack money in my bank account from lobbyists. That's what I'm really trying to say. Um, (laughs) Don't hold back. Yeah. How do I really feel? Right. (laughs) Um, So, look. We've got – oh, we've only got 30 seconds. Doggone it, Alan. Where does the time go? So here we go. The speaker has asked me to inform you that the House will be in session next week on Wednesday, January 10th at 2 p.m. Additionally, the Rules and Reference Committee – that's the committee, by the way, that decides what goes onto the floor for a vote. We'll be meeting on Tuesday, January 9th at 10 a.m. to set the calendar for Wednesday and consider reports. That means that the House will be in session. Several people are clamoring and saying that – They have the votes to override the veto. I'm going to give you the list of people in the House that you need to be paying attention to. Gail Manning, Bill Seitz, Jay Edwards, Gail Pavliga, Brett Hudson-Hilliard. How's he not a Democrat with a hyphen name like that? Uh, Jamie Callender and Sarah Carruthers. Uh, I'll have their phone numbers here and their email messages or email addresses. I'll share those. Uh, But more here on The Bruce Woolley Show next. Welcome back in. Congratulations on your engagement. Or maybe you know someone that got engaged. Congratulations on their engagement. The first step is to pick your venue. Check out the Legacy on Possum Run. And when you go to the legacyonpossumrun.com, you can instantly sign up 
for the January 27th open house. And sign up today. There will be a link. You need to RSVP. A handful of preferred vendors will be in attendance. They'll be announced soon. So you'll get to meet uh, some of the favorite vendors of the Legacy on Possum Run. But the best part is you'll get to see the Legacy on Possum Run. It's comprised of three beautifully unique spaces. And uh, you're going to get to experience it firsthand. And if you go to the website today, you'll get to see what dates are available. There are still dates available in 24, but you better hurry because they're booking fast. And we are already booking into 2025. And I say we are because my wife and I are in a partnership for this business. So when you choose the Legacy on Possum Run, we benefit. So we do appreciate that. But when you go there, you'll see what dates are available, what pricing is. There's nothing hidden. And you can sign up for the open house. So Again, congratulations on your engagement. Hopefully, we'll see you on January 27th. And thank you to the Legacy on Possum Run. Okay. Uh, Man, uh, I was in a Twitter fight over break, so that's always fun. Um, (laughs) Alan looked at me. He's like, that's – in other news, Alan, it's it's Wednesday. Okay. Uh, A Twitter fight is (laughs) is what happens. A Twitter fight is what happens when I I post something and then, you know, the – uh, the lefties go apoplectic. The commies, the Marxists. Uh, yeah, you know, I, so News Channel Five in Cleveland. They've got a reporter who uh, double times is also a reporter for the Ohio Capital Journal. Should be called the Ohio Communist Journal. Uh, seed money came from Arabella Advisors funds, and uh, and that, by the way, is is the group of dark money uh, that the progressive u- use. And it's you know, it's it's all your common characters. Hans Jörg Wies sounds like a Swiss. Uh, billionaire he actually is a swiss billionaire um and then george soros but you can't say george soros anymore because then all of a sudden that is anti-semitic because he's jewish so i can't say george soros but at institutions around the country they can say from the river to the sea palestine will be free again you're not an expert that's ah can you whiteness that's why i'm here thank you okay doggone it so anyway um their headline the Ohio House is returning from their winter vacation early to attempt to override Governor DeWine's veto of anti-transgender legislation. How come it's always anti? I I read the bill. Yeah. Nothing in there outlaws transgenderism. It keeps minors from taking drugs and you know having their body parts lopped off, which is irreparable. Um, but it's not. And so that was my argument. Nothing in the bill is anti-transgender. It prohibits drugs and surgeries for minors who can't drive, can't buy pot, uh, can't buy alcohol, can't vote, can't enter into a binding contract, can't get a tattoo, can't get an aspirin at school without mom or dad saying, hey, you can do that. Um, what else can't they do, Alan? Anything I'm missing? Buy a house, buy a car. Yeah. Can't do any of that. You know. But you can lop your penis off if you want to. Sure. That's in bounds. Um <laughs> So some would say that's out of bounds. Some would say some would, but but they're the they're not the enlightened ones. They're systemically racist. Not the experts. The experts. Um, So nothing in the bill is anti-transgender. It prohibits drugs and surgeries for minors. Evidence which shows creates irreversible effects has been linked to higher suicide and depression numbers, among other things. Uh, It also keeps men who want to pretend to be women out of women's sports and women who want to pretend to be men out of men's sports. Although that doesn't happen by the way, it's the other way around. Um, I, I, if, if you have evidence of a woman who wants to be a man competing against men, let me know. 
I've not seen that. Have you have you heard of it, Alan? Have you seen I'm, it, read it? I know there are girls who want to play football so at the college level. They made a big deal last year, mm, some mm. small college, that the girl yes. was the first female kicker and blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, she's still a girl. So you yeah. made a point, say a first female. So you do know the chromosome orders. Yes. Right? So you, you no. do acknowledge that. No, that that is, um, that's not the new science, Alan. See, we're behind here. Since yeah, last a, fall football season. Okay. Yeah, XX, XY, that's no longer relevant. Okay. That's binary biology. We, don't, it, we don't practice that but anymore. It, it only is relevant when it's a first female. That's right. The one that kicked the ball like 15 yards downfield. I think that was it, yeah. Yeah, that was a little bit embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so And so then I, I posted that, right? Like this is not – and then, of course, our, our guy over at the Buckeye Flame said even this post is anti-transgender. So, you know, any time that you have a position that's pro anything, right, pro protecting a child from making a life altering decision, uh, pro protecting women's sports, you know, Title IX, 50 years of protecting women's rights. Um, if you're pro that, then you're anti-trans. OK, so see, so you're getting an education here today. Um, we're not experts, but we're we're. You're becoming one, so watch it. We're, I'm telling you, man, I'm going to start using some really flowery language like trans athletes. I have a hard time with that because it's not a trans athlete. It's a man pretending to be a woman. It's pretend. It's pretend. It's make-believe. It's romper room. Yeah. I see Janie and Bobby and Billy. Um, boy, oh boy, we're going to get fined, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> where am I going with this? So I do have, by the way, before we went to break, and see – I, I talk us into a loop here. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking about uh, the Harvard president, Claudine Gay, had, had resigned. And the, she did really write a letter. Uh, it is with a heavy heart but a deep love for Harvard that I write to share that I will be stepping down as president. This is not a decision I came to easily. Indeed, it has been difficult beyond words because I have looked forward to working with so many of you to advance the commitment to academic excellence that has propelled this great university across centuries but after consultation with members of the corporation it has become clear that it is in the best interests of harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with the focus on the institution rather than my any individual it is a singular honor to be a member of this university which has been my home and my inspiration for most of my professional career my deep sense of Connection to Harvard and its people has made it all the more painful to witness the tensions and divisions that have riven our community in recent months, weakening the bonds of trust and reciprocity that should be our sources of strength and support in times of crisis. I, I don't see anything about plagiarism yet or apologizing. We'll, 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 we'll see. Can we double check that to make sure that wasn't plagiarized? Yeah, let's put that in chat, GPT. <laughs> see what comes back. Is Winston Churchill. No. Okay. Uh, hey, Bernie Marino's up next. Uh, he's a GOP candidate for U.S. Senate, so stay tuned. You don't want to miss him. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.